Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. The March for Life is happening. They've been doing it for decades now. It's the first one since the overturning of Roe v. Wade. You have a million people show up every year to march, and the press, they don't cover it. They never, ever, ever cover it. I'm on the CBS News site. Nope. I do not see it. Now, I did see a tweet from NBC News about it. Let's see. Mm, Nope. But I do have a story about how the Fire Festival fraudster is launching his latest thing, and it looks like a party on an island. Thank goodness we're here to talk about the Fire Festival. A million people in Washington, D.C. to say they're pro-life, and they are never, ever, ever going to change. They don't care what you scream or yell at them. Nope. That there's there's no there's no story here. How about ABC News dot with the B the B? Hold on, hold on. I'm looking. I'm reading. Up oh, there's David Crosby. Yes, dead at the age of eighty one. Um, nope. No mention. No, I'm not kidding. There's no, there is no mention of a million people in Washington D.C. right now. Tell me more about how the media has no bias, won't you? Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. That is the number. 833-GOT-TONY. Should I even bother going to CNN? Should I do it? Should I do it? I did it. I did it. I I went to CNN. Um, No. Am I missing it? I mean, I hate to think I'm missing it because if they if they reported on it, I want to give them credit. Nope, I am not missing it. They're not reporting on a million people in Washington D.C. Why should they report that there are women all across America who favor having a restriction on abortion or want to eliminate abortion altogether? Because that would do a lot of damage to the idea that uh, all these people who support abortion laws they just want to return women to the 1950s. No. People have opinions. And not all women think alike. And not all Jews think alike. And not all black people think alike. And not all gay people think alike. That's not the way it works. But the way media tries to tell the tale is that because you belong to a certain group, therefore you all have the group think. The Borg, the hive mind, therefore is legit. Ain't that something else, man? Nobody, nobody. Regal Cinema closing 39 more theaters. That's the headline over at CNN. I'm, I'm doing it in real time, people. I'm doing it in real time. Oh, and then there's the story of this Congress is a circus over there at MSNBC, and the Oversight Committee is the clown show. A million people have gathered once again to show their support for life and how they will not be moved from trying to make the United States a pro-life nation. That story doesn't exist. 
That story does not exist. But tell me more about how this is the media that I should trust. This is the media that matters most. Note what I'm saying. No part of what I'm saying is don't allow them to be media. I'm not saying that. Of course, allow them. If they've got a network, if they can get paid, if they can do the thing, well, then my gosh, go do. But don't tell me that they're the good and decent ones. When I can so easily point out how little they actually do in their coverage, how purposeful in their coverage, you can say to me, Tony, well, what about Fox? Well, let's go check Fox News. Let's go check Fox News. Dot com. Well, uh, admittedly, their top story is about um, liberal cities, uh, open-air drug crisis. But there, in terms of what they're reporting on TV, is video footage, live footage, uh, from the rally. And then there's a story about uh, that gymnast, Olivia Dunn. The Olivia Dunn story is kind of fascinating because this is a story about name, image, and likeness. She is a gymnast at LSU. She's very attractive. She's wildly popular. She's making millions of dollars as a college student. And I guess um, that uh, she has some crazy fans and they went to a, a meet and like they were out of control, so now there's a conversation about security, and she's telling people, look, 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 uh, how people react to me is not my fault. I'm very grateful to be making seven figures. It's very cool that someone in college has the opportunity to do that now. Yeah. Someone. Okay. Just so we're clear, if Olivia Dunn was unattractive, she wouldn't be making a million plus dollars a year. I don't think I'm speaking out of school when I say that. And I also don't mind that she makes the money. I think it absolutely affects college sports. That much is true. So there's an interesting story from Fox News about her on there, but they are covering it. They are covering it because they're covering it live, um, and then they've got stories uh, about it. I'm not in the business of telling people they can't be media. That would be crazy. They can't share stories. Of course they can. I will note that there are those who tell you there's only trusted media. Somehow I never make it on that list. It seems we cover more stories here than they do. I think the list starts with us. The White House briefing. Oh, oh, Corinne Jean-Pierre. I can't wait to hear what you have to say with Joe Biden opening his mouth about classified documents. Let's listen in in a few moments, won't we? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Waiting for Corinne Jean-Pierre to take the stage. Joe Biden opening his mouth. I'll get into it all. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Richard on Twitter wants me to know that CNN and MSNBC are covering 
the March for Life live. Thank you, Richard. And just to be fair, I shared it right here. That's terrific that they're covering it. Maybe we're going to see a wonderful change in how these things act, and we'll see actual coverage of actual news. I would love that. I'd be overjoyed. Overjoyed. So thank you, Richard. I love it when people share and jump in to the show. So uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre takes the stage there. And John Kirby, who is the uh, spokesperson for the National uh, Security Council, uh, got a few words, especially as we talk about things going on in Ukraine and whatever. Let's, let's dive in. I want to take a little bit of time to discuss some new actions that we are going to be taking to counter the Russian private military company known as Wagner, which is committing atrocities and human rights abuses in Ukraine and, of course, elsewhere around the world. But first, I want to be able to provide some additional information about Wagner's operations in Ukraine. Now, as his military continues to struggle in Ukraine, President Putin is increasingly turning to Wagner, which is owned by Yevgeny Prigozhin, for military support. We are seeing indications, including in intelligence, that tensions between Wagner and the Russian Ministry of Defense are increasing. Wagner is becoming a rival power center to the Russian military and other Russian ministries. Now, you might be asking, what is Wagner? It's spelled W-A-G-N-E-R. This is a group, it's about 10% of Russia's forces in the Ukraine. This is according to the BBC. Um, And they're, they're mercenaries. They're recruits from Russian prisons. They started recruiting in large numbers after the Kremlin had trouble finding people for the regular army. Remember, they said, this age group, you're now being conscripted. And people were like, what in the world? Well, as we've discussed, they've got a lot of bodies they can throw at this thing. That's the issue in Ukraine. The Russians are unlimited in the number of bodies they can throw because they don't care who dies. So now this group said, hey, we got these guys in prison. They're kind of messed up. Let's use them. And Putin said... Perfect. So that's who this group is. And that's where you're starting to see some of this move from the NSC. Operations against Ukraine by by providing arms and ammunition to Wagner. In part, because of our sanctions and export controls, Russia is searching for arms from foreign countries, including through Wagner. In recent weeks, we have seen North Korea, sorry, we have seen North Korean officials falsely deny that they have provided arms to Wagner. As we have said publicly, North Korea delivered infantry rockets and missiles into Russia for use by Wagner toward the end of last year. So today, we are releasing some imagery of this initial delivery. This imagery shows that on November 18th, five Russian rail cars traveled from Russia to North Korea. On the next day, November 19th, North Korea loaded those rail cars with, rail cars with shipping containers and the train returned to Russia. Now, while we assess that the amount of material delivered to Wagner has not changed battlefield dynamics in Ukraine, we do expect that it will continue to receive North Korean weapon systems. It's pretty interesting. All the ways that Russia is is working to try and bring this to an end. For us, the question is exactly how much time are we willing to put into this? How much money are we willing to put into this? It would be a lot easier, I think, for Americans to be involved if you would stop telling us how great Vladimir Zelensky is, because he's not, 
and you started explaining what the U.S. interests are in destabilizing Vladimir Putin, and they still don't do it in that way. You and I might disagree, right? You and I might disagree about, okay, you spend this much money, okay, you spend that much money, okay, you spend this much time, no, 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 you do this, right? You, that's fine. But shouldn't we, if we're going about a thing, have an objective? What's the objective? Well, you can't let Vladimir Putin take over Ukraine. Okay, but what's the objective? If the objective is just to repel Vladimir Putin, that, I mean, I I think, tell me if I'm off. That doesn't sell. You're right. Vladimir Putin can't take Ukraine, but he's there. And he's got Donetsk and he's got Luhansk and you've got that fighting that's going on in, in, in those western regions. And, and we get that, but you have seen nothing that shows you that Vladimir Putin is willing to walk. There is not a single data point that you can go to that shows that Vladimir Putin is somehow ready to leave Donetsk or Luhansk. Not a single solitary one. So, what is the plan? We keep him from getting Ukraine, and that allows us what? Well, it keeps Ukraine free. No, 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 no. We get that it keeps Ukraine free. What do we get? If you cannot answer that question... If you can't answer that question, then you don't have anything. Don't you get that that's the problem? We want an answer to the question. You won't answer the question. And without an answer to that question, the real truth is that the American people can't figure out whether or not they're down for this thing or not. All they know is money is going out left and right, and you now have Ukrainian forces in Oklahoma training on Patriot missile batteries. You know, I am a believer. (sighs) Not a believer, fearful. That's a better way to put it. That somehow some U.S. troop is going to end up in Ukraine running these things for the Ukrainians, because I don't believe you can actually train somebody to be proficient in a short amount of time. These are these are heavy-duty things. These are complicated systems. And that's my fear. That's my fear, that in a, you know, we got to give them the help. Now, I've had people try to assuage my fears and tell me there really isn't a place for that there's really really no appetite that they've seen for u.s troops to be anywhere near the situation yet here i am still concerned still bothered so that's the latest in ukraine that's the take tell us what happens You destabilize Vladimir Putin, you get him out of the way, and then what? I don't think that's such a... I don't think that's such a radical question, do you? Yeah, not not at all. So what will Corinne Jean-Pierre tell us? What questions will she answer or not? And maybe since we know the answer, it doesn't matter. 
Maybe since we know that she's going to tell us uh, this uh, investigation going on by the Justice Department, I can't say anything about it. We know what she's going to say. So maybe it's not even worth covering. Same thing, New Day, even as Joe Biden is now talking. You know what? We'll leave her. Let's move it over to the Chinese Communist Party. No? 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 Yes? No? No, I'm not listening to her anymore. This is a story about how the government is going to work to clean the vulgar material from the Internet. The Chinese Communist Party launching what they call digital cleanups for online content because vulgar material can promote bad culture. They are going to target over there at the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, indecent appearance of sexualized women both on their own and as models for products and locations. So images of women who are too scantily dressed, too suggestively posed, or overly sexualized will be removed from websites accessible inside China. There's also a move to crack down on a genre growing in China. Videos recorded by ex-convicts. This is criminals discussing their lives behind bars. Now, that's a, that's a very, very far cry from a brunette in a bikini. So we understand each other. These are two very different things. But the thing that China doesn't want you to ever know is the truth. They never want you to hint at the possibility of freedom. They don't want you to know what it is, how it works, how you can attain it, the work that's involved. Why should there be anything that gives you a moment of questioning what the party is doing for you, for which you should should say thank you? That's what they're doing. That's the Communist Party of China. This is who they are. This is how they work. This cleanup effort isn't about whether or not somebody is suggestive on the beach. It's to keep you from thinking that you could find somebody being suggestive on a beach. If you could think about that, you're not thinking about what they need you to think about. If you could think about that, you're not caring about the things they need you to care about. If you hear about people being behind bars, it'll give you the idea, wait a second, maybe I feel like I'm behind bars right now, living in this communist hellscape. And they don't want you thinking like that. Meanwhile, Alec Baldwin may go behind bars. How does he think he won't? Here's the full breakdown of the charges against him and what it is the DA is saying. This is Tony Katz today. I'll let a court decide if Alec Baldwin is guilty. 
of shooting and killing the cinematographer Helena Hutchins on the set of the movie Rust. What I cannot fathom is how he's going to engage a defense when he already said too much. That interview, is it over a year ago now? It is over a year ago with George Stephanopoulos. Your emotions are so clearly so right there on the surface. You felt shock. You felt anger. You felt sadness. Do you feel guilt? No, no. I feel that there is, I, I feel that, that, that uh, someone is responsible for what happened. And I can't say who that is, but I know it's not me. That is an unbelievable thing to say. I don't even know if this is in the guise of hubris or something different. But I can't imagine that isn't going to hurt him. That whole televised interview isn't going to hurt him. Of course it's going to hurt him. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Find everything. TonyKatz.Locals.com. TonyKatz.Locals.com. The DA in this case, Mary Carmack Altwise, gave a whole interview with with CNN. And I thought she was, well, direct and to the point. It's more than that. Um, Every person that handles a gun has a duty to make sure that if they are going to handle that gun, point it at someone and pull the trigger, that it is not going to fire a projectile and kill someone. And this is really about justice for Helena Hutchins. Um, we've talked to many actors, um, A-list and otherwise, that have said that they always check their guns that, or they have someone check it in front of them. So it's not... an actor doesn't get a free pass just because they're an actor. And that's what's so important is that we're saying here in New Mexico, everyone's equal under the law. Everyone has to follow their duties and do what's right and take that safety into account so that this doesn't ever happen again. Alec Baldwin's argument is that the armorer gave gave the first AD, the first assistant director, the gun. The first assistant director said it was a cold gun, meaning it wasn't loaded, and gave it to him. So therefore, he felt safe in utilizing it. That doesn't cover what we know is the rational argument is, you're the one holding the firearm, you're the one who has to check it. You always check it. You check it, you double check it, and it re- and then you recheck it. And so the district attorney here out of New Mexico, right, because this is the story, they were blocking a scene, he had the gun on him, told it was a cold gun, and then he fired it in the direction of where the cinematographer was, hit the cinematographer, also hit the director, killed her. Killed the cinematographer. Here's more from the district attorney. Yeah, thanks. I'm here with the district attorney. Madam district attorney, thank you for speaking with us. I just want to start. How did you come to this prosecutive decision? Uh, well, along with my special prosecutor, uh, we got the report from the Santa Fe County Sheriff's Office. We initiated an extensive review of that, and I will say that it was a it was a well-investigated case. Uh, but we had some follow-up that we had to do, had to speak with some experts. And once we read through everything and, and researched the case law and the law here in New Mexico, we realized that we believed that there was probable cause to charge uh, Alec Baldwin and Hannah Gutierrez-Reed with involuntary manslaughter. And what were some of the key pieces of evidence that you used that factored into that decision? 
Well, that there was such a lack of safety and safety standards on that set um, that there were live rounds on set. They were mixed in with regular dummy rounds. Nobody was checking those, or at least they weren't checking them consistently. And then they somehow got loaded into a gun, handed off to Alec Baldwin. He didn't check it. He didn't do any of the things that he was supposed to do to make sure that he was safe or that anyone around him was safe. And then he pointed the gun at Helena Hutchins and he pulled the trigger. You talk about the safety on the set. Was, as part of your investigation, was there one thing that was done or one thing that was said that sealed it for you, that this, this should be prosecuted? No, actually, I think it was the totality of the circumstances, that this was a really fast and loose set and that, that nobody was doing their job. There I mean, that's, it's very damning of everybody associated with the movie. It really is. But I thought she spells it out well. If, if anybody had just done their job, if anybody had just done their job, we wouldn't be here. That day, this tragedy wouldn't have happened. And that's David Halls, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, and Alec Baldwin. If they had just done their basic duties, this we wouldn't be standing here. It's, I think it's played out well. And I don't see how Alec Baldwin just walks away from this. I, I really don't. I know what you're saying, A-list and Hollywood and all that stuff. You're going to leave the armor and the first AD just hanging out there. Hey, you ain't as big time. You take the hits, kid. Thanks. You're doing a great service for your country. I don't know. I assume that's how it's going to go. And, and oddly enough, they're going to use finger guns. Pew-pew! You know, I just don't see it. They're all guilty. Failures everywhere. How is that not guilt everywhere? You know, I, I often talk about the fact that I'm not a gun guy. I'm not. I am not a gun. I'm a Second Amendment guy. I'm not a gun guy. These are very, very different things. The gun guys, the gun people, you know these people are maniacs. They are absolute maniacs. And what are they maniacs for? Systems. They're maniacs for systems. There is a way things are done, and they are done that way, and they are not done a different way. Somebody hands somebody else a firearm, they're checking it before they hand it over, they're checking it after that's handed over. They're checking it all the time. When you talk about the rules of, of shooting, know your target and what? What lies behind it. Know your target and what lies behind it. Which details, I mean, just in that thought process, details the level of seriousness they take in before they pull the trigger. It's pretty dang serious. The idea that somehow this could happen is really, to the gun guy, like like totally unfathomable. You talk to them and they're, they're stunned because they take every part of the process so seriously, so intentionally. The checking of a firearm is such an intentional process. So I don't know how, how this comes to be, and I don't know how Alec Baldwin thinks that he just, you know, walks away from it all. Because I don't think he walks away from it all. Nah. 
No, no, no. I, I know what the Hollywood take is going to be. I totally get what the Hollywood take is going to be. I just, I just don't see it happening. I don't. Maybe if this was in L.A., things would be different. This is in New Mexico. Yes, a very leftist state, but it's still different. None of these people are innocent. I don't know if anybody is better off if they spend years in jail, but they sure as hell ain't innocent. They killed a woman, and that has to be dealt with. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. So I have in front of me just like a a ton of stories that I have not gotten to that I wanted that I really really wanted to get to. And I had promised, I had promised that I, I was gonna start doing, you know, every week like the the best of the worst of Joe Biden. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Find everything, TonyCats.locals.com. And I don't want to let you down. I said I was going to do it. I'm going to do it. Harris Biden administration. Do you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black? Got hairy legs that turn, that, 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 that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the, go, you know the, you know the thing. Say it ain't so, Joe. My problem is that Joe Biden wasn't the craziest person speaking this week. Joe Biden stayed so silent that there wasn't enough. All right, the no regrets thing. That's 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 true. That that is. I mean, if if we're gonna be talking about anything, clearly, clearly, this this is just bad. As we found, uh, we found a handful of documents were failed, uh, were filed in the wrong place. We immediately turned them over to the archives and the Justice Department. We're fully cooperating, looking forward to getting this resolved quickly. I think you're gonna find there's nothing there. I have no regrets. I'm following what the. Lawyers have told me they want me to do. It's exactly what we're doing. There's no there there. Thank you. Classified documents at his house. Hunter Biden having access to the house. Who knows who Hunter had over to the house. There's no there there. That's precious. But that's not like like what we're trying to do. Like, what's the craziest thing Joe Biden said? He didn't do anything crazy this week. No, no, no. That, for, for the conversation of crazy, that's left to former Vice President Al Gore at Davos. Of the land and creating the droughts and melting the ice and raising the sea level and causing these waves of climate refugees predicted to reach one billion in this century. Look at the xenophobia and political authoritarian trends that have come from just a few million refugees. What about a billion? We would lose our capacity for self-governance on this world. We have to act. He sounds rational. He sounds good. As I said, uh, that has to be followed up with a Howard Dean. Yeah! Because it's just nuts. That's him speaking of the World Economic Forum. I mean, just, just as ridiculous and pathetic as the day is long. 
But you can't do ridiculous and pathetic without Kamala Harris. Today, America has more than half a million miles of transmission lines, enough to wrap around the globe 24 times. These lines connect the power plants where electricity is created to homes and businesses and schools and hospitals across our nation. Think about it. Every time you turn on a light or charge your laptop or plug in your air conditioner or put leftovers in the fridge, you rely on the power delivered by our nation's network of transmission lines. Oh my gosh. I, 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 she is convinced that that kind of talk connects. Like she comes across as like, like deep, introspective, an intellectual. Oh, oh, it's just so, it's just so horrifically, horrifically bad. But maybe nothing is more ridiculous than the latest from Mayor Lori Lightfoot of Chicago. They re- there really is a push to do away with cash in the U.S., heard a lot of rhetoric here, a lot of sound bites, but not a lot of concrete solutions on how we get the job done and make our residents and our workers safe. We're doing it every single day. I think the follow-up is, and your solution is? I just explained it. We have been in Little Village working with those street vendors, understanding what the nature of the crime is, making sure that we're doing things in concert with them to help them uh, 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 make sure that their money is secure, not use money, if at all possible, using um, other forms of transactions to take care of themselves. So the way you engage safety on the streets of Chicago is not have cash. You don't want to change culture. You don't want to get people to stop stealing. What you do is you tell people to stop transacting in a certain way and then everything will be safer. The criminal exists, but I, the law-abiding citizen, must change. Why is it like that? Now, this is nothing new. The place that you must go in the most recent memory to understand exactly where the problem exists is the TSA. September 11th kills our fellow countrymen. At the World Trade Center, at the Pentagon, in a field in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. A plane crash that, by the way, saved my life As I lived and worked in Washington, D.C. at the time, that plane was headed for D.C. I was downtown in between the Capitol and the White House, and that plane could have landed on me. I say it now. I have said it every day since it happened. I will say it till the day I die. Those people, let's roll, they saved my life. And I know it. I am aware of it at every second. September 11th happens. 
And the response from the country is, when you, law-abiding citizen, go to an airport, you have to take off your shoes, take off your belt, and get felt up. You didn't do anything wrong. But you're the one who suffers. And for over 20 years, we have allowed this brutality by the federal government to take place. And it is a brutality. I'll take anybody on on this subject any day, any time. They attacked us and we torture ourselves. 85-year-old women are forced to get out of wheelchairs so they can be patted down because they might be the bomber. Babies have the blue hand of the TSA going down their diaper because Lord only knows what explosives lie beneath. Well, it depends if what they had for lunch, but neither here nor there. Backwards nonsense. And we know it's nonsense, but we say, well, it's for our security. And we, in the words of Evan, say it, dumb ourselves down to accept this abuse of us. It's gross. It's gross. It has to stop. I've been saying so for years. Now Mayor Lori Lightfoot wants to bring it to the streets of Chicago. It's too dangerous for people to buy from a street vendor. So you got to use a credit card or Bitcoin or I don't know. Maybe you have some shells. Maybe do it with a wink and a nod. I'm not sure. These are our elected leaders. This is how they talk to us. This is how they think. This is how they act. And you wonder why I drink bourbon. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today.